0: Hello, 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 everybody. We are live, and we are back with Common Sense Uncensored on another Monday. And uh, we are going to be discussing the Election Integrity Act initiative, something that I'm very interested in, and hopefully we'll get some more information out to you folks. But I want to make sure that everybody knows that you can click, uh, go to gfbestsource.com. Click listen now and you'll be able to hear us live there. And to chat, you can click the Twitch link in the upper left corner if you have any questions. And of course, as always, we're on Rumble for live too and for later viewing. And we're posting all of this stuff on the GFBS Facebook page so that we can be watched currently live and we can be watched later. It's going to be a fun thing. And my guest today is Lydia Gessely. And I'm I'm thinking I pronounced that right. And yeah. she's one of the people that is working with the Election Integrity Act. Lydia, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great. How about you?
0: Well, uh, you know, I'm not doing badly, but I I've uh, been watching all the fun stuff that's going on in North Dakota with property taxes and stuff going up and... I have to tell you, uh, th- there's been a lot of discussion on the radio talk shows and stuff, and it seems that there's a common thread that goes through all of it. And the people say, if you don't like it, just vote them out. And that's where you folks are going to come in, because you, uh, and myself as well, and my husband and many others, we have a question as to the integrity of our ability to have a free and fair election. And I'm going to look at this. It says the intent of the Integrity Act initiative is to ensure the people's right to a free and fair election and by providing verification of the election process and election results. That sounds awfully lofty. Can you put it in a little plainer English for me?
1: Uh, we want to make sure that our elections are verifiable and auditable so that people know that their vote actually counted. So one person, one vote.
0: Okay. Now this was originally submitted and was, was it originally approved by the secretary of state's office? And then you guys pulled it back and did a little rewrite. So it's going in again today at three o'clock in the afternoon, correct?
1: Yes, it was approved. But when we read their title, they had removed the fact that we wanted the machines out. Ah. They had pretty much touched on all the other things. So we denied their title and said we would resubmit in a week. Okay. So we, we were rewriting over the weekend as fast as we could. Ugh. And we, we changed it from what it was. So now it is actually amending Article 3 of our Constitution. Okay. To, and now Article 3 will be named Election Integrity Act and Powers reserved to the people.
0: Now, you're going to need to get signatures on a petition to get this on the ballot. How many signatures are you going to need, and when are you going to need them by?
1: Uh, We need 4%, so that's going to be like over 31,000. We're we're trying to go through for 35,000 signatures. Absolutely. And we want this on the June ballot. So we have until we're going to do it at the end of January. We're going to have all of our signatures done by then. Okay. So it it is going to be... Uh, a quick rush, but we're sure we can do it because election integrity—that's not just one party; that's anybody that wants their vote to count.
0: Well, what I'm going to do today is I've got the old version, and so, but but I've got some stuff highlighted and things. And what I'd like to do, if you're up for it, because you can say, well, "No, we changed that" or whatever. But I'm going to just kind of go through this step by step because I, like a lot of other people, like the concept of this. Uh, But I'm unsure, and as you know, as well as I do, the devil's in the details, as it's always pointed out to me, especially when I'm dealing with politicians and lawyers, because you leave out a comma, or the word the, uh, sort of similar to what Mr. Clinton said once when he says, well, it depends on what is, is. So, um, uh, uh, you know, when they they can get that nitpicky, you want to be careful. And I'm looking... At the very first line here, and it says an an election is not a legally binding election if the election process and the election results cannot be verified by qualified electors of the state. So my first question is, what do you consider to be qualified electors of the state?
1: People that are legally able to vote, people that are citizens of North Dakota. Okay, so um, if that one. now, if that let's say that the
0: qualified electors say that there is something that is wrong and it so that election is not legally binding, so what's the move then? Is it we we, we do a recall, a re election, or what's the avenue? We
1: would, to, we would have to they would have to go to their auditor first okay. off and tell them what they thought went wrong, and then they have to. you know they they would give the information that they had for that particular election incident. Okay, and then yes, there would have to be a revote most likely. And if they if they decide that uh, there was actually some criminal activity, then there would be a recall of what happened on there.
0: Okay. Now step two says audible, auditable. Easy for me to say, auditable voting system. Uh, and it means a, a voting system that, A, uses, creates, or displays a paper record that may be read by the voter and that is deposited by the voter into a secure ballot box. Now, I know someone's going to bring this up, so I'm going to play devil's advocate. What about disabled voters who are unable to possibly read their blind or or are unable to write? Is there going to be accommodation in that in that area? Because somebody's going to come in and go, "Well, you can't be that. You're disfranchising."
1: Yes, I, I've already heard that, and I've talked to some people that are blind, and right now they currently don't trust the machines, so they don't go into vote. Ah. They use our. Um, I already forgot the word that we have. It's all right. Or the other ballots. Um, <laughs> this is really good. Um, what is our other ballot called? The absentee. There we go. Got it. They go in and they use the absentee ballots instead because they don't trust the machines. And we've got people that have trouble reading. And, well, they they were just bringing in magnifying glasses and they wanted to vote on a piece of paper. They did not want to use the machines anyway. Okay. So people I have talked to that have actually been using our voting system uh-huh. won't use the machines.
0: Well, I know that, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of the voting machines either. In fact, uh, starting tomorrow, uh, most people know about the Cary Lake uh, debacle that went on in Arizona, and I guess tomorrow they're appealing that one to the Ninth Circuit Court in an attempt to throw out machines there. So this is not, uh, this initiative itself where you're looking to get rid of the machines is not outrageous. It appears that there's a lot of people that are attempting to do this, correct?
1: Oh yes, there's I mean, I believe there's a county in New Jersey that's tossing out machines. Florida plans to get try to get rid of their machines too. So there's there's a lot of states around the US that are either going county by county or just going to try to do the whole thing where they remove all the electric electronic voting machines.
0: Well, you mentioned New Jersey, and I actually happen to have a story here about Monmouth County and the handling of the 2022 election, where the voting machine technician's error changed the results of at least one local race. And by the way, those machines are the ESS machines, which happen to be the machines that are used throughout North Dakota. And a full investigation is warranted to encourage and preserve the public trust, and just to give you a results, initial results uh, in Ocean Township showed Steve Clayton defeating Jeffrey Weinstein by 20 votes, but a new count conducted after the discrepancy was discovered put Weinstein ahead by a single vote. So we're talking that these machines are certainly not infallible, and when everybody um, tries to poo-poo this, I'm saying, but accuracy counts in the voting world, does it not? Yes, it does. I mean, so the, the next thing I've got is uh, is not capable of being connected to the Internet or computer network on an electronic device and is not capable of being manipulated by software. So how are you going to prove that none of the things that you guys put forth aren't going to be manipulated? Like, quite frankly, I, I, I know the ESS machines can be by something as simple as someone sitting in the, in the vicinity with a cell phone because... I've actually seen it done. So yeah. how well, can you assure it? we're not
1: it? going to have machines. Okay. That's how we're going to to get past it. Now, there won't be any machines used. It'll be the paper ballot, okay. and it will be hand counted. So all secured
0: ballot boxes used for the deposit of voters, this is Section 3, mark ballots at a polling place, whether one or multiple physical ballot boxes are used. So we're going to go old school. We're going to go paper ballots. You fill them out. You put them in, in a big box, and it's collected. Boxes. All right, now. um, There's not going to be any drop boxes. That's what you you got. Okay, no drop boxes. So, right, because like right now, there's a drop box that's outside of uh, the county courthouse in Hillsboro. And you can just stroll up there and drop drop your absentee ballots or whatever in, and there's no camera or anything on it.
1: Yeah, and that's the problem. You know, I don't know if people have watched that 2000 Mules. That's where they were getting so many of these votes. People were just dropping multiple ballots in these drop boxes that are not secured. There's no cameras. There's no way to know who is coming up there and putting stuff in.
0: Well, this is the one that interests me. This one is number four. And it says okay. paper ballots will be counted by hand on the day of the election. And I'm going to do devil's advocate uh, for you again, because is that time frame feasible? Can we Can we count everybody's votes? Let's say... In a perfect world, everybody showed up and voted. Can we hand-count count all of those votes the day of the election?
1: Oh, I'm sure we can. France does it, and they've got, what, 68 million people? And North Dakota doesn't have anywhere near that many people that would be voting.
0: <laughs> Not even close.
1: To, to ensure this, we actually have a lady coming in tomorrow, and she's coming up from Missouri. She teaches a hand-counting method. And she will be coming tomorrow and we have five teams of four that will be showing up and we will be learning this hand counting method she teaches mm-hmm. where they can do 100 to 150 ballots an hour. Wow. With accuracy. So then these teams will be able to go around the state to the different counties and teach them how to count it. With this method, so that they don't have to worry about having issues.
0: You know, when you think about it, um, we had people that just in the last election waited weeks to find out with the so-called voting machine accuracy, because they were yes. finding they were finding that there was questions all over the place. The machines were having issues, and so if we go this way, the time frame might not only be feasible; it might actually be preferable.
1: Yes. I would say so. And, you know, for these people that are saying like areas like Fargo are going to have a hard time counting. Right. Bring in more people to count. Well, that's, see, now they're going to tell, gonna tell the you they can't. House.
0: Now, you know, they're going to tell you oh, they we can't get people to, to oh, sign up. That.
1: Well, they had lots of people last time that we had an election that wanted to be part of it, that they wanted to help, you know, with the, the whole election day. And they were turned away. Oh. So see nobody mentions that. that
0: see nobody mentions those little nuggets, do they? That, no, they that, don't. that they're that they're actually because I know everybody that oh, oh we, we we it's just like pulling teeth to get people to come to the one polling place and you want us to have several polling places and I noticed okay, number five, you've you've singled out ranked choice voting is prohibited in the state of North Dakota. Is that a shot
1: across the bow at Fargo? Uh yes. It shouldn't be here, it started in Fargo and then it's moved across the nation we we don't want that because but if you go through this ranked choice voting, in the end, somebody that wouldn't have won wins
0: well, we saw that in Alaska yeah, be- because of ranked choice voting the the majority of the votes that went to the to the to the one individual meant nothing and it ended yep. up, it ended up having somebody that Quite frankly, it was probably a middle of the pack person that won. Yeah. We we're gonna yeah. do a real quick uh a spot here for Churchill shoes and we'll come right back as I wanna keep going on this. This is interesting for me. Keep going.
2: Bob, Bob. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall.
0: And I've got to tell you, nothing is worse than having an uncomfortable pair of shoes. So make sure you go visit Churchill Shoes and tell them we sent you from over here, I can see them over there. They're busy, busy, busy. All right, Lydia. This is yes. interesting to me because this, this is going. I'm going to need a little transition on this. The people of the state of North Dakota shall be guaranteed free and fair elections with auditable results. Verified at any time by any qualified electors of the state or citizens of the United States who choose to do so. No citizen will be denied access to election information resulting from an election, with the exception of the identity of the individual voters, shall not be revealed. Is this because at the current point, right now? Uh, you can't get any voter rolls or any information only unless you're a legislator, and then technically, from what I think I understand, only they can get the stuff that that was for their election.
1: Yeah, that's it. So and we, sh- you know, if this is supposed to be a transparent election, we should be able to see how everything happened. Right now, uh, on the fifth of September, I started getting a hold of Brian Newby. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know when we had our last auditable election. And I still haven't gotten a response back. I've already contacted them um, three times now. Hmm. And I still haven't gotten a response back. Another lady asked as well if there's ever been an audit to our election system. And she was told no. So in all the years of our elections, we haven't even had an audit. And just from
0: looking at the audit of the uh, Williston School District, we know audits can be our best friends when it comes to finding malfeasance and things. And the fact that we can't audit an election to me seems questionable. Just well, I mean, let's let's look back at New Jersey. Uh, there was a tabulation error in six of the voting districts in one county that changed the results of a school board race that is not a free and fair election. And if the only reason that they phoned that was because somebody asked for an audit.
1: Yep. So, That's the only way we're going to find issues, now, is if we can ask for audits.
0: I actually uh, was, was working uh, with some people about asking about audits when they said, no, you can't have that information. We don't even have voter rolls. So they say that they're doing this to protect the voters' identities, but if we don't have voter rolls, this all seems convoluted to me. I'm, I'm confused as to, as to how this even works.
1: Well, yeah, if we can't see who voted in a county, you could have people that are crossing from one county to the next and voting where they're not supposed to be voting or, or voting multiple times. I know they say that with the machines you can't do that. But you have some, some areas where there are multiple precincts one right after the other, so you could literally if walk. Machines, yeah, well, yeah, and if uh, if it takes five minutes for that machine to notice that someone has voted twice, how how long would it take them to just go from one precinct table to the next and vote multiple times?
0: Well, and I have nothing against the people that do our elections, but when I showed up, are you a citizen of the United States? All I was required to say was, "Yeah, yeah." You I didn't have to put this. I didn't have to. Know? I didn't have to prove diddly. <laughs> I mean, literally, it was it was pretty wide open. So when they say they're going to protect my information, I'm trying to figure out what information they're trying to protect so that they you don't need to. to audit.
1: Yes. That, well, if you're, they're not asking if you are a citizen and then looking for some sort of proof, no. how do they know that the person that has voted is even a citizen? And that they have the right to vote in that election,
0: or even even a, a citizen of the state of North Dakota. Yeah, and and if you're down if you're down in the western part of the state where the oil rigs and stuff are, there wouldn't be much to stop somebody that was uh, down there from voting for president or whatever, and then doing yeah. an absentee ballot from their state where they actually have residency, because all they have to do is show a, a an electric bill to say, yeah, I live here. That's why uh, I know the same thing happens with college students here. We've got college students that can vote in Grand Forks, in Fargo, and in many of our other cities because they have an electric bill that says they live there, but then they can also go home and vote.
1: Yeah, that's that's ridiculous because we don't have, like most places where you have to register to vote, we don't have that here in North Dakota. They just go with the DOT's driver's license information, and that's it. Does this initiative ad-
0: address any of that? Because I've been reading through it as we go and stuff. And I've been I've been wondering about that because it, that's always bothered me that there's no registered voting system in this state. It,
1: this does not here. Okay. But we plan to uh, do a referendum. So that would actually make changes to the century code. That's where some of the stuff that you've got in that petition that's in front of you or the initiative in front of you yep. is going to be different from what we have now. Because we took some of the little pieces out and that that will go into a referendum to make changes later, like within a week, we've got to start getting that together too.
0: So this is the jumpstart for the rest of this. This is because I think some of the petitions and stuff and some of the initiatives that were done before had
1: too much on one plate. Is that why you split this up? Well, we, we split it up because they missed the fact that we wanted paper ballots, hand counting and those machines out. So this time when we did it, when we changed up, so it says now on the front of here that North Dakota Constitution is amended and re 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 reenacted as follows. So we're changing parts of Article 3, which was powers reserved to the people. So it now says that Election Integrity Act and powers reserved to the people. And instead of having only, let's see here, Uh, 10 sections to article three. We now have added 11 through 24. Okay. And that's going to take pieces from what you've got right there in front of you. Okay. And put it into the constitution and then the details, the extra little details will go into the North Dakota century code with a referendum.
0: Okay. Now it says here all elections will be administered by a duly elected county auditor. Are there some county auditors that are being appointed when they're supposed to be elected?
1: Yes, they are. My county has a an auditor that was actually appointed to his position, and we have we didn't get to vote him in. Isn't that and against? We're seeing that all over the state. Isn't that
0: against the uh, century code and stuff there? Or
1: I I believe it is, but I I can't say for sure. I'd have can, to actually look through can, it again. I'm
0: pretty sure it it it's a hell of a loophole because I thought that the county auditor had to be elected because of the city auditors can mm-hmm. be appointed, but I thought the yeah. county auditor was an elected position. I could be wrong about that. I'm getting older and my mind ain't always the best. But I
1: I'd, I'd have to check that over too. I can't say for sure, but I know that there's way too many auditors around our state, county auditors that have been appointed to the positions. And the people should have the right to vote them in there because they're going to be officiating over elections.
0: Well, yeah, and that's what that's what I was sitting here thinking, is that if if these uh, if, if the politicians that are currently in right now are seeing that the county auditors who handle the elections are being appointed, hmm, uh, that could be a little dicey when it comes to hand counting and just elections in general, could it not? Because it kind of seems to me that there'd be an allegiance owed.
1: Well, <laughs> they're going to have to get... Make sure that their auditors are now elected positions instead of appointed.
0: That could be fun. That's going to be a fun one. It says here next, county precincts must have open polling locations. And devil's advocate again, I know the first words out of people's mouths is expense to have more than one polling location and people to staff. So when you're saying open polling locations, all county precincts. Um, for example, the last election, uh, Trail County had one precinct. And I know I talked to several elderly people that were not able to drive and stuff that had no idea that they wouldn't be able to just go down to the
1: courthouse on voting day and vote. Yeah. So, and that's the problem. Th- these counties, our county where I'm at, we used to have six precinct polling places open. They're down to three now. And, you know, there's a distance to drive for some people to get to a actual polling place to vote. So if these precincts are all open with a polling place, there won't be the distance to drive. And this will also help with the hand counting because there won't be as many votes to count in a precinct if everything is open like it's supposed to be. Well, you know,
0: the thing that, that bothered me was... Again, for my one polling place where I went to vote, it was over a 30 mile drive one way. Now, I drive all over the place, so it's not a big deal for me. But again, you've you've got you've got elderly people that know it's voting day. They're not into social media or all of they did. A bunch I talked to didn't get the memo. I'm going to leave it at that. So if you want to talk about disenfranchising people, you're absolutely correct.
1: This is, this and is it, crazy. They figured that uh, beings, they didn't have all the polling places open, having these precincts where you could go and you could vote for, for any precinct there. Like, um, say, if you've got six precincts in your county, mm-hmm. you could go to one of the precincts, and it doesn't have to be your precinct. You're voting for whoever uh, using your precinct form there. But the Having it that way, that got confusing, too. Oh, yeah. Know? Well, this, is, this is the thing. Precincts open. It says all county precincts shall have a paper poll book specific to that precinct. What is that? Uh, they used to have a paper poll book. A poll book has the name and address of the people that live in that precinct. Oh. So when someone comes to that precinct to vote, their name has to be there if, they're, if they can vote in that area. If they can't vote there, their, their name will not be down on that list. So they were saying, well, there's no way to actually make sure that people aren't voting twice. Well, if their name isn't in another precinct because they don't live in another precinct, how are they going to vote twice?
0: That sounds like a real good idea. And it doesn't sound like it's terribly uh, difficult to get this put together because they certainly find me when my taxes are due. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, all ballots have watermarks and bear the seal of the county in which it will be used? I know they're going to mention
1: expense, but what's the purpose of the watermark and the seal? The the seal will make sure that these ballots can't go from one county to the next. And the watermark is going to have like the precinct number that that ballot's supposed to be in. So we won't have these ballots crossing from one precinct to the next in the county. And we won't have ballots that could possibly cross from one, uh county to the next
0: i would have to think that this would also help with auditing because i know in colorado and some of the other places where what they georgia especially where what they did was they actually got volunteers and went door to door and went knocking on doors and said hi we're doing a poll did you vote in this election and there were people there that had voted according to the machines that when they talked
1: to said no yes yeah and I don't think that's been able to be done here because a lot of people that wanted to get those those uh, cast vote records to check to see if the people that come up on that cast vote record, if they voted or not, people haven't been able to get a hold of those.
0: No, I I happen to know that they they won't do it. In fact, uh, I reached out to some people and they said, we don't have to give you that information. We were told by the secretary of state that you can get that information online if you just go to the Secretary of State. And I went, well, that's not the information I want. Well, that's the information we've got, pound sand. <laughs> Pretty much is what I was told. I found this one interesting. Acceptance of third-party, non-government election funding by the state, counties, and precincts of any political subdivision is prohibited. I'm assuming this is a hit at Zuckerbucks.
1: Yes, it is. Because it's I I don't know. A lot of Go ahead. He should not have been allowed fear and tamper with our election. But any of the counties in the state took that money.
0: Well, I know, I know our county did. I know uh, that, that uh, Trail County took 5000 So I, I happen to know that, that because we, we I found that. I was looking through paperwork, and it just stuck out to me and stuff. And I mentioned, ooh, and I was lucky because I'd, I'd sc- screenshot did it. And then yep. when my girlfriend, who was also doing research, went back to look through, she couldn't find it. And I went, oh, "I have a screenshot," <laughs> because they they tried to erase it. Yeah. Yep. And but the, you see, they're they're looking at these Zuck bucks, and they're saying that they're validated for taking that money because of the expense. So how would, how do they plan? How do, how do you guys think you're going to be able to pay for this? If if we have all the precincts and stuff, what's your explanation of how the counties and things are going to be able to pay for the multiple
1: precincts and for the staffing. Do you guys, or is that the county's problem? Well, no, it's going to be, the state's going to have to find that funding for Ah. the counties. There's money. We've got plenty of money. If if money would go toward our election systems like it's supposed to be so that these counties can do a, a true election that can be verified. It won't be this huge expense. Like they're saying, these machines cost a lot. Oh, God, have to yes. Because they all the time. Oh, yes. Well, I want to
0: get back to that because I've got a really good question coming up here. But the first thing we're going to do is take a real quick break for O oh, for Heaven's Cake. And I want you to know that there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. And that's where O oh, for Heaven's Cakes comes in. You'll find the best. Cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion or just a treat. You can even just walk in to find out more and check what's behind the counter. But I'm warning you, you're not going to get out. At least not with several bags because that stuff is great. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 to 4 and Saturdays from 9 to noon. You can call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701 701- 757-2253 or go to o oh for heavens cakes at yahoo.com and you too can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins oh for heavens cakes in grand cities mall if you need any specialty cakes for a wedding graduation anything like that that's the place to go all right this one's got me interested Any political party can place their nominated candidates for statewide or any other political subdivisions offices in an election by paying the North Dakota secretary of state registration fee of one hundred and fifty dollars. Are you not worried that nominations and parties are going to just pop up all over the place and we're going to have a ballot that's 20 pages long?
1: Well, Right now, it's really hard for them to even get someone on the ballot because of the things that they've passed where it's a major pay-to-play.
0: Oh, I know. And
1: that is, that is not on here right now. That is something that's going to have to be added in the referendum. Okay. So that
0: was removed?
1: That was removed for now. That is going to be in the referendum.
0: Okay. Because actually, I understand the pay-to-play for pay, uh, pay to play because that was instituted with my, and I will use the air quotes, Republican party uh in my uh, my district and it was i thought one of the most egregious things when people ask me why i run as an independent i said it's because the republicans have decided that they're going to go to the good old boys club and close ranks and make make it so that if you happen to be a conservative you're not welcome so let's see if this one's still there requiring a political party to gather signatures on a petition to qualify candidates to be on any ballot is prohibited Has that been removed as well? That is
1: off right now. That is something that we'll have to readdress in a referendum.
0: All right. Let me take another look at this one. Uh, Circulators of one year to gather the number of signatures of qualified electors on a recall or audit petition from the date the Secretary of State approves a respective petition for circulation. Is one year too long or is that the current time frame? What's the current time frame?
1: Uh, that I cannot remember right now off the top of my head, and that's something, too, that we have to move to a referendum. Okay, so there's, there's some of these things that have
0: been removed that uh, you guys knew probably wouldn't be able to make it. What about this one? Yeah. Um, a petition to initiate or refer a measure under Article 3 of the Constitution of North Dakota, circulators of three years to gather the required number of
1: signatures um, to approve a petition. Three years? They, that was too long. Yeah, we decided that was way too long. Uh, in, the, in the referendum, that's going to be eighteen months. Okay. So you because gotta... you need that long at least, especially with our winters. Yeah, yeah months people can't even get out. But three years would be way too long. So eighteen months is what we have redecided, and that too has been removed from the initiative, and that's going to be going on a referendum.
0: The thing I'm, I'm a little concerned about is I know at the last session they tried to get rid of our ability to do initiatives at all because it's just so much a problem because we're legislators and we don't want the people having a word. Pardon my sarcasm, but um, yeah. are, you, are you worried that any of what you're looking at here is going to spur another kick in to try to remove the initiative uh, ability from the people?
1: Well... See, there's where the problem is. I don't think our legislators have stopped to read our Constitution. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, there is that. And the
1: initiative is our process. So if they're messing with that, they are hampering, restricting our powers. Well, they're not supposed to be doing that. It leads
0: right into this one, and I'm hoping this one's still on. It says, North Dakota legislature is prohibited from putting proposed constitutional amendments on the ballot directly without circulating a petition or an initiated measure and obtaining the required number of signatures for an initiated member. So is that prohibiting the legislative process or do you believe that that kind of like what I do, that might be actually allowing the people to
1: have a little bit more voice? Well, it would allow people for more voice, but can I read what we've changed? Would you too? Yes. Okay. um, It's, it's been added into Section 9 of Article 3. Okay. It says, "Notwithstanding the Legislative Assembly's authority to propose an amendment to this Constitution under Article 4, Section 16 thereof, the legislature may only propose a constitutional amendment with two-thirds supermajority of votes of each House. Any amendment to this Constitution initiated or referred shall only be placed on the even-year November general election ballot. In any case of a conflict between any provision of this article and any other provision of this Constitution, the provisions of this article shall control. So some people were worried that we were taking the power from the legislature. Well, Mm -hmm. the legislators are not supposed to have that power. We put them there, so they should not be changing the Constitution that governs them. But beings, they had got that Article 4, Section 16, We have reined them in there by making them, instead of having majority, they have to have a super majority. So instead of having 51%, they have to have 66% to do anything from both houses.
0: Well, you know, I was always concerned a little bit because some of the initiatives that were actually passed, the marijuana initiative and some of the other ones, by the time they actually got it into law, because the legislature took a look at the initiative that was passed and went, well, we don't like that. And went through and reworded it, and took all, basically the initiative. Went completely gone, and yeah, I don't. And they're not supposed to do that. I didn't think they were supposed to, but they certainly
1: seem to be able to do that. So, does this stand in their way of being able to say, yes. you know, this this will stand up against them, so they can't just do everything willy nilly? So. Because that's that's one thing that bothered me. People would go to the trouble to get an
0: initiative done and everything else, and and it would pass through the voters. And then the legislators would come in and go, well, you, you silly little people, you don't know what you want. We know what you want. And then would just t- literally take it and th- rip it up and throw it out the window. And that, then the next session they came back and basically tried to take away our ability to do an initiative measure. To which I'm saying is I'm, I'm to the point where I'm looking at a lot of these people going, who the hell do you think you are? And I'm, and I'm just confused as hell. When, when we're looking at um, a few things here, I assume this is in response to the way some people were treated during one of the petition drives, and that is circulators of any petition may circulate petitions for signatures on all public property without restrictions of any type. So they were restricted from actually signing, getting petitions signed on public property. How
1: can they, how can they do that? because the a lot of the towns didn't realize or people that were gonna come there like the police officers didn't realize where they could set up and actually petition two has been moved to the gonna be moved to the referendum so that's not in the initiative right now
0: okay what about online petitions
1: no no online petitions
0: why not because it would seem to me to make it easier to get signatures so I'm I'm just devil's advocating here. I don't think it's a great idea either, but I just want to know what your rationale is.
1: Well, we, we want to keep it so that it is paper. So it's easier to be trapped, you know, so there is no online petitions at all. I know I talked to quite a few, uh, not people in our state, but people from other states that's, oh, you should have that online petition thing, because it'll, it'll help get more signatures. But you know, how many people have signed online petitions from other states for like Chicago or for Illinois and they're from North Dakota or California and stuff like that. You got to sort through all that stuff.
0: Well, and not only that, but call me, you know, little tin hatter, but I'm worried that if we go to online petitions, how long will it be before as Doug, Doug Bergen wants us voting on our phones. Yep. So how long if we, if, if they feel it's secure enough for a petition for an initiated measure uh, is that the camel's nose in the tent to getting us to uh, be voting online.
1: That's the way it would end up being, most likely. So we don't need that.
0: That's kind of where I was going. No, I don't think so. Um, now, this is another thing that's been contentious. You have to prove that you're a qualified elector by presenting one of the following. Photo ID, North Dakota issued ID, last four digits of social security number, U.S. passport, an affidavit of truth as to identify before voting of any election. So I'm going to start with the last one. What is an affidavit of truth, and how is it any different from me? Because right now I can just have Bob stand behind me and go, "Oh yeah, she's my neighbor. She's good." So how is this affidavit of truth different?
1: Uh, affidavit of truth will actually stand in court. Ah. You're placing who you are. You're saying that your name, what your name is, where your address is. And then people have to sign it to to uh, attest to who you are and where you live. So if someone thinks that it's not true, they can actually go and check to see if that really is where you live. But it'll stand in court.
0: So what are you going to say to all of the people that are going to say that we are disenfranchising our Native Americans because a lot of people on the reservations don't
1: have addresses? Well... They have IDs now, I believe, because there was a big push for photo IDs on the reservations. So they do have a photo ID, and I believe that is one of the things that is on that, that particular petition. Right now, that is not in this. That would have to be for the referendum.
0: Well, I'm going to put my two cents in and say uh, they seem to be able to find them fairly well to give them their, their check for being a tribal member and other things. So they must be someplace where they can figure out how you have an ID. Because I know that I can't just walk in and say, I'm a member of the tribe. I'd like my money. Yeah. So there has to be some way of doing that. Now, ballot boxes will be secured at all times. Systems shall be protected from tampering and public drop boxes are prohibited. So that means only the drop boxes are at the polling site. So
1: if I do have an absentee ballot, what am I supposed to do with that? You can mail it. So mail it in or go to your auditor and turn it in at your auditor's office and then get a signed receipt that they've got it. Okay, now
0: we did have issues, at, at, at a, I believe it was in Minnesota, but we did have issues where a whole bunch of, of ballots just suddenly showed up in uh, the back room of one of the post offices. So what's going to happen if that
1: occurs? Well, that I can't answer. Okay, I I don't know anything about that particular thing, but we will have to discuss all those different types of issues. Well, I've got another one here that I'm a little concerned about. It says,
0: If evidence exists that indicates tampering was possible or likely, uh, a special election will be conducted within 60 days to replace the defective election and remedy alleged tampering. So what's considered evidence and how are you going to be able to prove that a
1: special election needs to be had? Well, I'm I'm, too, I'm behind you, but... That too is off of here right now. Okay. So that is not part of the initiative right now. All right. That is something that will be addressed in a referendum and we'd have to figure out how to describe that out. Okay, so
0: when you're you're seeing that absentee ballots can be either mailed or dropped off, uh, this is where I'm going to raise a concern with you, and that is uh, I happen to know, because I talk to people, and I happen to know of a a nursing home where a bunch of the staff, obviously the, the ballots came to the people that live in the nursing home, And a bunch of the staff assisted the people in the nursing home with voting by uh, what they did was they all went into the break room and filled out everybody's ballots for them and mailed them off. So how is this going to be able to is there a signature section in this or how are we going to be able to deal with that type of
1: uh, I mean, I'm just saying, I know it I happened. Know what you're saying. Uh, that too, we've got a. that's what the referendum is for, that you can put your details in there. We cannot have details, descriptions in an initiative because we're supposed to keep the Constitution simple. Okay. So anybody can pick it up, read it, and understand it. So within it, the referendum, we will be able to make detailed descriptions of how processes have to be run.
0: Perfect. I've got one more, my very last profit margin break for executive properties. And then we'll come back for the last 15 minutes to answer some more of these questions, because I think so far we're doing
2: well. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP?
0: And I hate to say it, but the dreaded snow word is coming, and so you can also talk to executive properties because they'll be glad to help you out with snow removal, so get to the boys today and get in line for that because we know it's coming okay, absentee ballots shall be counted, and the official count of absentee ballots announced prior to the uh public prior to any other ballots being counted why
1: well we've we've changed that too a little bit okay because To have a different, we've got to have it set up a certain way so that is not worded in there in our initiative that way. But let me see if I can get to the absentee part. That would be awesome. Okay, we have uh, this part here about absentee ballots is section seventeen that has been added. Absentee ballots will only be mailed to voters who request one for a specific election in writing within a reasonable time period prior to election day absentee ballots will not be automatically sent to voters without a written request submitted for each election. Mail-in ballots are otherwise prohibited. So that is pretty much what we have said now for our absentee ballots. And then when it comes to counting, let's see if I can find that on here. Um, I might not be able to find it here. The reason I asked was,
0: Public prior to any other ballots being counted, if you, if you know your person's ahead in the absentee ballots, you might not bother to go vote. And then it could completely change.
1: The tide could completely change if it was announced to the public. Yeah, so. that, that's why we do not have it in here. Okay. Because you wouldn't want to inhibit someone from voting because they figure either they don't have a chance. Right. Or the guy's already winning. So,
0: um, My next question, uh, is this still an election day voting must end at 8 p.m.? Yes. Okay. Now, the reason I'm asking is because, back to our wonderful machines, the machines in um, many places malfunctioned during the last uh, election, and there were people that were in line that were unable to vote because they didn't have enough ballots, they were running back and forth and all sorts of other things. And so they had been in line and standing, and and all of a sudden they said, no, the polls closed, and they shut the doors in their face. Are you worried about this issue?
1: Did we heard about up? that. I did You because didn't hear me? Okay, me. how
0: about, okay, they, they said, that, I know that there were instances in other states, I don't know if anything happened here, where people were still in line at 8 o'clock, and the people said, well, the, we're done, we're shutting down the polls. Because of the voting machines, there was a screw-up, and so people were left um, for hours not being able to vote, and then they shut the door. And so when it says voting it, must end at 8 p.m., I was curious about that.
1: If they're in the building where they're supposed to vote at eight o'clock okay. and they haven't had a chance to vote the door will be locked so no pe- nobody else can enter but all those people that will be in line will get their chance to vote
0: okay that's what I was worried about is because it yeah. was amazing the number of um, <clears throat> issues yeah. that, issues that they yeah, had. that they had with these perfect machines you know um let me look at this one um, The results of an election or the qualifications of a candidate to be on the ballot can be challenged at any time. Is that still?
1: That is not on here right now. Okay,
0: I wanted to make sure because that one sounded like we could be in hell.
1: Yeah, because you'd have to have a lot of details as to what was proof of election.
0: And people would tie it up forever just because they thought that they could. And I just see bad things happening. Um, If a qualified elector is prohibited from observing any aspect of the election process or auditable voting system, a special election will be conducted in 60
1: days. Isn't that a little extreme? Well, right now, people are supposed to be able to watch the election process. They don't have to be able to be behind the table and watching who gets what ballot, you know. But they should be able to sit and watch how the whole process goes by without inhibiting what's going on. And they were not allowed to do that. That would be kind of like people that wanted to help with the election and were turned away too. We should not do that.
0: I have to agree. Um, I mean, especially if they're volunteering and we're complaining about the fact that we have to pay people. They kept saying we have to pay people more because nobody wants to work, yada, yada. Um, This was interesting. I didn't even realize that that was an issue. Electronic versions of the scanned ballots must be made immediately available for download on the office of the Secretary of State's website
1: for no less than six years. Have they been throwing them away? They, when they were supposed to have kept all those things, a lot of the places tossed them out. I think it's like a presidential election. They're supposed to keep them for 22 months. And many counties had already tossed the ballots.
0: Well, that's just dumb.
1: Yeah. Of course,
0: I suppose if you know you're not going to be audited...
1: <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Which uh, is, I mean, here they know there can be an audit that should keep people honest.
0: Uh, should being the operative word. Yeah. Is this? Yeah, should. Sure. Yeah. Is this still in there? The results of an election or the qualifications of a candidate to be on the ballot can be challenged at any time. That is not on here. Right okay. Now. All right. Let me look at this other one. Okay. This one. This one's got me interested, dear. If any person violates the requirements of a section, they will be fined a minimum of $1,000 at a maximum of $10,000 and shall have personal civil liability to those whose rights under this section have been violated. Is that still in? Okay.
1: That would be the penalty? Yep. It, It now reads as this. Okay. Any person that has been found by a court of general jurisdiction of violating the requirements of Section 11 through 21 of this article... She'll be guilty of a class A misdemeanor and she'll have personal civil liability to those whose rights under this article they have violated.
0: Who's going to prosecute that? Because I have got to tell you, and this is my opinion, um, our AG hasn't been exactly busting butt to go out and prosecute people. He's, he's not yep. interested in challenging the audit in Williston unless the people that caused the problem in Williston ask him to come look, which I find humorous. Um, he's been uh, apparently found a loophole for for not being re- able to investigate uh, summit carbon solutions and things. Uh, who the hell is going to actually prosecute this? If it comes down to the AG's office, you'll have to forgive me for saying, um, yeah, that's not going to happen.
1: So, do you yeah, have an idea of that? Going to be? That we're going to have to get detailed in the referendum, where who needs to actually prosecute that? Because yes, we we cannot depend on our AG for the North Dakota state. So,
0: okay. Because th- when I saw that, I went, "Yeah, okay." That and Hunter Biden's laptop will all be coming to fruition real soon, here, folks. Yeah. Uh, pardon of my sarcasm, but I'm I'm a tired old woman who uh, has been had having sunshine blown up her nose for quite a few decades and she's gotten real tired of it. And, and so that's why I'm, I'm actually happy to see something like this come forward. Can you tell me in the, in the last few minutes that we've got here together, any more of the changes that have occurred or things that you think we really need to know about why this initiative is is so important to at least get it to the ballot so people can
1: vote? Well, we, the changes that we made was to simplify it so that there wouldn't be any issue with the Secretary of State and our Attorney General not seeing that we want the machines out, and we want paper ballots, and we want it hand counted. And with the hand counting, too, I know there's been some people uh, going on different shows saying that it's not possible. And I believe one of them was, I think it was Josh Galleon, our uh, state auditor, said that. It wouldn't be possible to hand count. So just to help them, I actually invited the Secretary of State, um, uh, Leanne Oliver, Brian Newby, and our Attorney General to this counting day. So they can learn the process and they can see that it is possible and it can be done. And North Dakota is more than capable of doing it. What do you think the odds are that they're going to show? I don't think they'll show up, but the invitation is there. So they had the opportunity, and if they choose not to, that's their choice.
0: Can I make a suggestion? I don't know if you've thought of this yet, but have you, have you thought about uh, anyone possibly recording the session where they go through so that you would be able to uh, not only show the invitees that don't show up, but I've I probably put that out on a website somewhere so that people could see the process for themselves. Because I, I, I know I've heard the same thing. I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, you're, you're going to be swamped. There's Fargo Grand Forks. You know, you're not going to be able to count all those votes. And you're saying it's possible. And the best thing rather
1: than saying is to is not is showing people. Yes. Well, we will talk to her and have, see if she will do that. Or we can have it set up because uh, Shiloh is going to be there too. So hopefully they can have something set up there as well to actually document how it's going to be done. And then these people that are coming for this training, it's their their responsibility too to help train in other people in other counties.
0: How is that going to be done? Is there going to be a uh, county-wide, county-by-county, auditor-by-auditor?
1: Are you training the auditors? Are you – how – how is this? Well, I'm we'll have, but with the auditor, uh-huh. but we will also have to find some of the people that are usually on helping with the elections, so that we can do it that way. We'll be training the people that will actually be involved with the election as well. Well, or I, that have involved in the past too.
0: I know one thing, and I know that a lot of people that I talk to are very dissatisfied with the current election process. Their uh, amount of faith in the current election process, has never been lower. And there are quite a few people that are actually saying, why bother to vote? Because they're going to get whoever they want in office because of malfeasance or whatever. So something like this would at least be a step in the correct direction to attempt to prove to people that there is a fair election process available to them and that it can possibly be voted in. So would you, would do you have an email or do you have someplace where people can go so that if they would like to help you with these petitions,
1: they can contact you? Okay. Our email is E I at gmail.com. And I can get you, the information for the website as well, where there's going to be information up on there too.
0: Awesome. We'll make sure we post that.
1: And I would like to tell people, you know, here's
0: the thing. If you are like me and you think that we could have a better election process, that there would be a way that we could possibly make things a little bit more secure so that you have a feeling that your vote and the time that you may have to spend to vote counts. What can be anything better than at least allowing the people the opportunity to vote on that and that's what this initiative is for this initiative is not going to just automatically change things this initiative is just to get it on the ballot so people across the state have an opportunity to learn about things and then vote on to whether or not they want this change to occur am i correct in that yes there you go. And that, to me, ladies and gentlemen, is the way the United States was supposed to have been put together, that if you see something or if something makes you uncomfortable, that you you go forth, you find a way to possibly get it on the, on the ballot, and if it passes on the ballot, then it goes forward. I, quite frankly, am very tired of having people in the legislative session telling me what I need is not this. What I need is them to lead the way because I'm too stupid to understand all the intricacies of this. So I have to tell you guys, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're going forward with this. I hope that you find plenty of assistance in getting the, the petition thing. You, when, again, if once this is approved, when are the petitions going to be available for people to start going out for signatures? Whoop! lost the audio. Oh, is your phone muted? Because I didn't hear a thing you said. Oh, darn it. Hang on a minute. You don't have audio on her end. Uh, I don't know if you
1: caught Oh, yeah, we, 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 got got it. It. we got it. We got Okay, you're back now. Now, how can... Yes. How, okay, I can't it imagine. will take the Secretary of State and Attorney General approximately a week to 10 days okay. to make the decision, get the title and everything, and then we will get them we are going to have them printed and then we will be mailing them out to people that want to pass the petitions. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to encourage people to go out and contact you and help you out. Uh, 31,000 signatures is not undoable. Uh, if you have enough people participating with you to help you out. And I assume yes. that the petitions and everything else will have all the instructions. Cause I know they changed those two last legislative sessions. Yes, and they can, do. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. We can't have anything easy anymore. So, Lydia, thank you so much for answering a lot of my questions because I was very interested in this petition and even when I read it, I was unsure. So I know there were a lot of other people that were there with me and I hope today's show helped clear up a lot of those questions. If you're interested, get in touch with Lydia and she will be more than willing to help you get a hold of the petition. It's another one in the can. Common Sense on Censored Monday is over.
1: Thank you.